Hi, I'm Megan Baker, and this is Influence Her, produced and sponsored by Baker Public Relations. On this episode, we speak with Marissa Ackley, also known as The Warrior by ICU doctors and nurses. She has a story about survival just as COVID-19 hit the United States back in 2020. Thank you for talking to us and sitting down with us today, sharing your remarkable journey. You spent uh, several days in the intensive care unit where your life was touch and go. Uh, you had bacterial pneumonia yes. and septic shock. Right. Tell us about those days, what you can recall right. and through accounts from your husband and family. Right. So really when this journey began, um, I really thought this would be over and done with, you know, within a matter of days. So I actually was kind of relieved when I was admitted to the hospital because I figured I'm in the right place, I'm in the right spot, and this is going to be uncovered and I'll be home, back to work, back to the family. So leading up to the ICU portion um, of the journey, honestly, um, you know, hospital stay was fairly routine. Um, I was only in for about 12 hours um, before I completely crashed, meaning organ failure um, and, you know, kind of put into that acute level of care. Um, but really, after my admission, my husband and I were talking, um, I was interacting with nurses, and it was probably within... Um, a few moments of uh, Brian's arrival the next morning after I was admitted that everything took a turn. And the only real memory that I had prior to that related to the acute care was looking at Brian and just kind of giving him that cut sign that I was trying to tell him that I couldn't breathe. And between fevers and breathing challenges, um, those were my real memories before completely crashing and then being in truly in the hands of those doctors at St. Peter's. Hi, I'm Megan Baker, and this is Influence Her. Did you know that more women suffer from depression than men? Yet women are understudied when it comes to mental health. On this episode of Influence Her, produced by Baker Public Relations, we speak with co-founder and CEO of Brainify AI, Miriam Caretionva. Miriam and her team are aiming to address female depression through their work. Welcome, Miriam, and I hope I uh, at least got some of your last name correct. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you will, um, first take us back to how this all started. I understand that you've had a personal experience with your own mental health and postpartum depression. Yeah, unfortunately, I do have history um, in family of depression and suicidal attempts. And moreover, I even know someone who killed herself literally hours after leaving a psychiatric facility, even being diagnosed as low risk for suicide. So um, when you see something like that in your life, you ask your questions, like how is it even possible that human being going 
against evolution and instead of trying to survive at any cost, decided to take their own life. So yes, this I guess was one of the main motivations for me to do something about that. Uh, but behind that, it was actually my experience in tech and in science together. Because when I, after like 10 years of work in tech industry, get back to school to get my second master's degree in psychology, mm, I worked for the labs as well. And I was quite surprised about two things. First, uh, my primarily focus was on the sex difference in mental health, where I actually discovered how women are understudied and not only human beings, but also and we were talking about rodent studies. <laughs> Surprisingly, they prefer to uh, deselect any female uh, rats or mice. Um, so, and moreover, I was surprised that it's really hard for academia probably to integrate all novel technologies to build something. So I saw an opportunity that I can use my applied mathematics background, my tech experience, and now some kind of knowledge in psychology and the behavioral neuroscience to build something that can address uh, the problems of the mental health, specifically in women. Hi, I'm Megan Baker, and this is Influence Her. Lindsay Ray is an award-winning empowerment photographer turned body image activist. She is the owner of the Self-Love Experience to break society's narrow-minded beauty standards. We appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. It's an absolute pleasure to finally meet you. I've been following you for quite some time. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I know it took us a little bit to make it yes. here through all the, uh, <laughs> the inclement weather and the bugs, but we but made here. it. Yes. So you have such an inspirational and um, really captivating story. You and I were talking a little bit. Um, tell us how you moved, how you found your way to upstate New York from Florida. Yeah, so I actually, um, I almost say like ran away from home at 19. I, I had a really terrible car accident. I, uh, we were in the middle of a, a Florida storm. My car hydroplaned, wrapped right around a tree. And at that point I was like, I'm not driving anymore. Like I can't do this anymore. So I took two weeks, I got a phone sales job, I made $1,800, I packed up two suitcases and I got on a plane and moved to East Flatbush, Brooklyn. Um, if you look at East Flatbush, Brooklyn about, gosh, 16 years ago now maybe, it's not the same as it is now. It was a really unsafe neighborhood and I had to quickly learn to find bravery within myself and to acclimate mm -hmm. to this new environment, but I... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a New Yorker now. I've got almost almost 20 years under my belt of being here, and I love it. Very similar to me, yeah, because I'm a transplant from Pittsburgh. So um, very similar time frame, too. Hi, I'm Megan Baker, and this is Influence Her. Our guest this month on Influence Her is Kia Tomlin. We appreciate you taking the time to be here. Kia is a lifelong artist. You are a fashion designer and an entrepreneur. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what you do in your background? Yeah, so what we do is I design women's wear. Um, the whole concept is comfortable, wearable, easy to take care of, but still kind of glam. 
And um, all of our designs are made from our signature blend of bamboo, cotton spandex fabric. It's all machine washable and almost everything has pockets. If we can get pockets in them, we put them in there because we know the women love pockets. But that's, um, that's basically the aesthetic of, of what we do. And it just stems from my love of um, fashion since I was a little girl. I've always sewn and designed from the time I was 10 or 11 years old, really because I was just too small to fit the clothes that like the cool kids were wearing. Mm -hmm. So I um, learned to sew and uh, I didn't uh, attend design school initially. Um, I kind of just thought it was a hobby. I didn't know that it could actually be a career, but then circled back around um, years later um, when it like fit my lifestyle and um, kind of missed doing my own thing. So that's where the brand started. Hi, I'm Megan Baker, and this is Influence Her, produced and sponsored by Baker Public Relations. We are honored to welcome Judge Kim Berkeley-Clark on Influence Her during Women's History Month. It's a very special episode for us. Uh, Judge Clark broke barriers as the first African-American to serve as president judge in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. Judge Clark serves as a judge of the family division, where she primarily hears juvenile justice cases. We welcome you, Judge Clark. I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you. If you will, tell us how important is the work that you do? So I think the work uh, in general in the justice system, whether you're a judge, a lawyer, um, somebody working in the system, a probation officer, a caseworker who works with families, I think it's among the most important work that anyone can do. I also will personally say that my experience as a judge in the juvenile court has been the most rewarding work that I have done in my life. I think in particular the family division and especially juvenile court um, touches the lives of many, many people. Many people have uh, to come to court for custody and divorce and other things that are common, but we also have cases with children who are involved in the juvenile justice system and families who are involved in the child welfare system. And I think it's an opportunity for us to help people that are in crisis and in need so that they can lead productive lives without continued interference from the court and other agencies. So I think it's extremely important. 